This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Hello, and welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. This is Adventures with Outdoor Woman, and here's your host, this is Susie Roloff. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Adventures with Outdoor Woman Podcast, and I am your host, Susie Roloff, and today I have an absolute wonder of an epic guest today, I have the one, the only, Miss Kate Fields. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big introduction, Susie. <laughs> hey, you know, I gotta have some fun while I'm doing this, right? Oh, gosh. I probably have a doppelganger out there, so you never know, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, Susie, it's good to chat with you. Yeah, I'm so glad you could be on the podcast today. So uh, I know that there are a lot of people out there who do know who you are, but there's still always some who may not know. But uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about you and uh, kind of like who you are, uh, how you got into the whole kayak fishing field and your journeys and whatnot. And uh, we'll go from there. (laughs) That's not very narrow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Please describe your life in three paragraphs. Yeah, right. Uh, just, just, yeah. Well, let's see. Can you, can you direct me a little bit because I've totally spaced out that giant uh, topic. All right. Well, let's first start with uh, how, did you, <laughs> how did you get into kayak fishing? Well, so... It's sort of a funny story. Um, You know, I went to a casino and (laughs) I went to the uh, $5 slots. I was like, I'm going to just for like 
for just like 10 hits on the on the slot machine, I'm going to put in like $200. Oh my god, it's Guillermo! <laughs> hey, Guillermo! What's up? I don't know if you can see me. Can you see me? Yeah. Yeah, I can see you. Yeah. Surprise guest! <laughs> Guillermo <Hey>. Gonzalez! <laughs> ask, ask Guillermo how he got into kayak fishing. <laughs> you can say that like you know the answer to that question. I don't. Oh, okay. Are we like on a podcast? Yeah. Yeah, you're on my podcast. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. You want two guests? Come on, pull up a chair. Come on, Kiermo. Just for a second. Just yeah. for a second. Well, you can join in too. Should we make it a threesome? We'll have a party. All right. Oh, we got Christy Fisher in the house. Oh, my goodness. It's really funny. It's really funny. You can pull up a chair. No, I'll leave you podcast. I was hi, Susie. Hi, Christine. We miss you, Susie. I got into kayak fishing because when I was in middle school, I had a friend in Miami, or it was really my mom's friend. She lived on this like lagoon in this back lake, and uh, she had this like super cheap tandem ocean kayak. And when I was in middle school, I would beg her to just let me go out in it and fish out of it. And I would go out and I would fish for snook, and most of the time I wouldn't catch any, but sometimes I would catch one, and it was that absolute coolest thing ever to get drug around in that thing what kind of kayak was it it was it was like a it was an ocean it was an it was a tandem ocean kayak i i don't know what the <laughs> i don't know huge. what the brand it what brand it was or anything but it was a big yellow tandem ocean kayak with a really heavy aluminum paddle <laughs> nice couldn't get any cheaper but <laughs> it was it was awesome I don't have anything nearly as cool as that. I'll send you a picture sometime of, yes. me, of me in that ocean kayak with a big old snook. That would be fun. So you can laugh and say, I know the story. I think we should go snook fishing. I would love to take you snook. Uh, yes! That would be awesome. I've never caught one. It's fun, but they're they're kind of mean. Like they don't, have, they don't have teeth. No, but okay, they, have, then we're good. they have really sharp gills, so you have to be really careful. Okay, but I can do that. Okay. The teeth thing I don't like. Yeah. It's like Jaws yeah, in fresh water. It's terrible. They're so mean. I know. Well, I know. Having me on your podcast. Well, of course, dude. I mean, I've been thinking about having you as a guest anyway. I think the next episode well, should well, be Guillermo because this okay? is a perfect segue. Right? Just let me know, and thank you for having me. He's oh, going to yeah. Call he's, us later. He's going to slay at the Hobie BOS, I'm by gonna the way. I'm going to do my best. He says he's going to do his best, but we know what that means. That means stay. Right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> for a guy like that, I know, right? He Didn't he just make, like, the top 50 list or something like that, too? Probably. Yeah. So, he's up there. He he's is. He's up there. <laughs> I'm going to learn to snookfish, so I'm excited about that. Right? I've never fished for him either, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's interesting that you say that, though, you know, about how he had a cool, you know, first-time experience that got him into it or whatever, you know? Like, 
I mean, I didn't really have like a crazy cool experience myself either. It, it kind of built up to it in a sense, you know, but um, sometimes not, it's not yeah. always about, you know, how you get started. It's the journey that you take. Maybe, but I <laughs> maybe. Mean- I went to the slot machine, so, you know. Yes, yes, back to your story. So you're at the slot machine, (laughs) right? Yes, I was a slot. So I put, like, what was it? Ten, it was bet max. So each swing was 10 bucks, and I put in $200. So I had, what was it, 10 swings? Was that it? Something like that. But anyways, halfway through, I won a jackpot. And so I started thinking about, wow, I could maybe get, like, a boat. And then I started looking at, the prices of boats. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then, uh, so then I was searching on like YouTube and I saw these guys like fishing from a kayak and I thought that would be like a, a way I could do that. And that's sort of where that started from was I realized like that might be a possibility. And I really was concerned about what kind of kayak to get. Cause I just, I'm not the most, um, physically apt specimen on the water. I've got some serious considerations. And so I went with um, the native Titan because I'd seen some videos of people like standing on on it and trying to make make it turn upside down and having a lot of trouble. And so I thought the more stable boat, the better. And it's fit, with, fit within my budget and mm-hmm. all that. So I just sort of jumped into it really blindly um, and not really for any kind of bass fishing. I didn't fish for bass. I wanted to chase uh, trout. I wanted to troll for <laughs> giant trout and some salmon and stuff. And, uh, you know, not really realizing what I was getting into. But <laughs> so that's how I sort of got into that. And then I met uh, some people with kayak fishing Utah. And they said they did these bass tournaments. And I was like, what do you... I don't understand what that is. Like, I didn't understand, like, you know, I didn't bass fish at all. And and maybe when I was a little girl with my grandpa, but I didn't even know really what I was doing. And, um, yeah, so I I started going to those tournaments, the live tournaments, and doing all the onlines I could and learning to fish for bass. And that's been sort of a crazy learning curve right now. It's like every time I'm like, okay, I think I got it. And then it's like this whole like world of other things in bass fishing. It's, I think you could spend pretty much your whole life learning how to fish for them, which is, I'm excited about. I'll go do it the rest of my life, but it's a lot of fun and it's very challenging. So awesome. Awesome. There's a nutshell. It's not as cool as being in an ocean kayak for snook, but (laughs) Right. But hey, it's still, you know, your beginning and how you get started and everything. So you have you always lived in Arizona? Is that where you got started with everything? Utah. No, or, I'm sorry. Not Arizona. Yeah. My gosh. Uh, <laughs> it's Pacific Northwest. So, um, you know, when I was a little girl, we lived out in California and we'd go fish on Lake Mojave till I was like maybe second or third grade or something like that out in Nevada. And then we moved up to the Pacific Northwest and Puget Sound and lived on an island. So I did fish, but all saltwater. You know, my dad had a boat and we'd go salmon fishing or I'd go fish off the piers and stuff up in the Puget Sound for 
rockfish or different things like that. So it was really saltwater um, till, till um, you know, high school and did some trout fishing in my early 20s. But then I um, had got sick and I couldn't go, you know, I couldn't really walk. I couldn't go on boats anymore. I couldn't drive. I couldn't do a lot of the things. So it took a good 20 something years to get to the point where I'm really able to do all that again. So, you know, st starting, starting as best I could and kayak fishing is a lot harder than you think. It sort of takes, takes it all. I thought like, I don't want to, you know, maybe I don't get a boat because it's really hard to like do it all by yourself and put it in and out and kayak fishing is still pretty hard. It's, it's a lot, but <laughs> sometimes I think about a motor, but I don't know. I'll try to stay pure, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I thought about it a lot because I had hurt my Achilles really bad. And uh, the guy's like, well, I, I need to do surgery on it. And it's going to be like four months, you know, where you have to be like in a boot and all that stuff. And so I was like, mm, maybe I'll get a motor, but... Screw, I screw all that. I'm just going to do what I want. I don't care. Just my brown, so. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I mean, shoot, you know? I mean, why not? You know, I mean, we only got one life to live. Why not try to enjoy it as much as we can? That is, yeah. And for me, it's really, that's very poignant because I spent a lot of my time not being able to do stuff. And to be able to do it, it's like, it, it just means a lot to me to be able to go and do it. And that's why I'm sort of trying to go do all these things with sort of wild abandon because I feel like I missed out on like 20 years. Right. And maybe I'm making up for a lot, a lost life, but trying my best to do that. So. Right. Well, I mean, you're doing a hell of a job right now, too. I mean, like, well, I mean, like, you, wait, 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 wait. Did you see my video of trying to net the smallmouth that I did the like two days ago? I have not actually yet seen that one. Oh, um. my. Okay. Well, you got to watch it first and then judge what kind of hell of a job I'm doing because. It, literally for two minutes I tried to net this fish and I couldn't it was like juking all over I'm just like oh my lord this is like <laughs> what am I doing? But... awesome awesome well I did see um I saw your live video when you caught your um your walleye <laughs> I did <laughs> or that I know that everybody like loves you for because you're just you're out there and you're learning on your own and as you're out there you're recording these experiences and we're just like look at this look at what she's doing like she's just being herself she's going out there and she's like recording herself with her GoPro and I'm just like why can't I be more like Kate <laughs> well I anybody could be like me I'm not there's nothing really special you just be yourself but I think most people don't want to put that out on social media they want to polish it they want to 
everything to look a certain, tell a narrative instead of just be your own narrative. And for me, I'd rather just be me. And if I, that's why I'll show the embarrassing stuff. I'll show like, well, in my, I will be fair though, in the Kentucky Lake thing, I did edit out all the puking because I, <laughs> I just thought that was a little too much for people to deal with. And I didn't want to lose a bunch of subscribers. Oh, Guillermo's ordering me pizza. Wait. Yay! How much? Uh, anything. And you can eat anything? Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. There's yeah. No Here, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, Susie. Oh, you're fine. We're working it out right now. We'll let you know. We'll let you know. All right. Sorry. <laughs> this is going to be your best podcast ever because we're just talking about being real, and this is what happens. Well, so. and that's, you know, that's what I'm all about, too, you know? It's just, like, it's about just being yourself, being who you are, being real, you know? And that's what I think a lot of people and I value. for the interruptions. Oh, no, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we can always go back and edit that if we need to. But, but, it is, but it is, because there's so much, this is the problem, and I work in social media all week, part of my job. And that's my big problem with it is that it is so fake and narrated and you have people that all they, all they will ever present is their biggest, their big fish. They only present when they are winning. They only present good things. They won't show, I mean, honestly, like the big fish and all the good things sometimes is a very small minority of your experience. They won't show the rest of that. So... I think you have to have you have to have that, and I think that's a, a, being truth, and it's relatable, and not something that f fictional, I guess. Or is it non-fiction? I never can remember. <laughs> but you know what I mean. And it's the same with all like the bikini chicks, right? It's just mm -hmm. it's to drive, it's to drive likes and to monetize and make money for themselves. And in the end, like none of that really matters. I mean, all those, all those likes and everything, if it doesn't correlate to anything, because if the internet shut off tomorrow, you're just, what are you gonna who, just like? Who are you? Yeah, who are you if the internet shut off tomorrow? It wraps up you. They, the get your persona wrapped up in that so much, and I just think it's so easy, especially for young kids these days that don't understand how false of a narrative, I think is very destructive because you compare yourself to these people that you see on social media doing all these amazing things and think they do, you know, I, I'm not good enough or I'm not doing all these cool things and they can do it. And, and I think for me, I don't want to do that. I want to be who I am. So if it takes me two minutes to net a freaking fish, that's real. Right. <laughs> and I'll share it. And you know, same with Kentucky Lake. Like, I had a terrible day, and I I did edit out being sick just because I, as a courtesy to the yeah, rest right. of the like, <laughs> Yeah, and I think anybody but, would thank you for that, too. <laughs> she's flying the bird. I don't know what that means. Oh, Christine has a drone. This is very interesting. Oh, nice. <laughs> I know, so she's flying her drone. That is cool. Um... I thought about getting one of those sometime, but that I just know. seems a lot of uh, extra. Like I'm, look, I can barely net a fish. I don't need to like fly something over me to watch me fail at that. Like the <laughs> top shot. 
of right. suckage. <laughs> you know, when it, when it comes to, you know, those types of things too, you know, I totally agree because I'm, I'm very much a, um, not like I, I want to say victim to it, but like I'm so easily manipulated by social media, you know, because, you know, you scroll through or whatever and you see all these awesome things that people are doing or all these big fish that these people are catching or who just got this awesome sponsor and everything. And just, you know, it, it can do things to you mentally that you never even would have thought of. You know, you're just like, man, I'm never going to be as good as that person or, oh, you know, yeah, they got that. You know, I don't deserve something that good, you know, because I don't do that good. It's easy to fall into that trap and it leads mm -hmm. to a really negative experience. And I think it aids in a lot of depression for people in, in that comparison. And even for me, like, I find it hard doing like these tournaments. I really, it's a big learning curve for me and I really want to grow and learn these waters and learn and become better but it's really hard to you know like if I'm sitting next to Guillermo or, or watching him like to not compare myself to that is really hard and and it's a struggle because I'm a competitive person and you know I want to get up at three and go to eight boat ramps and whatever but I just I just can't. I feasibly can't do that and still fish the rest of the week. Like I could do it one day, but that's it. And right. Yep. And I can't, you know, I think you and I even talked at one point where I was just like, I was ready to leave Kentucky Lake. I was like, I'm done with this. I don't know why I drove like two days to come out here. I don't belong here. This is terrible. This sucks. I'm just like, what am I doing? I like had like a midlife crisis in a parking lot of some random grocery store in Tennessee. And I just like came unwound. And part of it was just feeding, like not being, not feeling like I fit in, you know, or I'm not good enough. And, and that's a struggle. And I, I guess for me, if I share what I do with other anglers and other women and realize like, it's okay. Like you can not be the best. You can work to try and, and, and be there, but it's okay to be where you're at because you're on a, you're, you're on a trajectory and you're not where you are now is not going to be where you are tomorrow or a year from now or anything, but it's hard to keep that mental picture sometimes when your competitive nature or your emotions get in there and make everything super, super complicated. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, and I, I think it's, you know, tougher too for, for certain folks too, that have already dealt with, you know, some form of mental illness in a sense, you know, I mean, whether it be depression, anxiety, PTSD, um, you know, whatever it may be, um, you know, I've, I've battled depression since high school, you know, I mean, I don't talk about it a whole lot, but you know, I do try to at least mention it and try to, you know, bring more awareness to people that, Hey, you know, I mean, we live in a society that's like, well, shame on you for feeling bad or shame on you for this, you know, and it's just like, oh, everything's going to be fine. You'll just be fine. You know, we're inside. You're just like, I'm dying, <laughs> you know, and so like society has it ingrained in us to be like, oh, 
you know, you, you gotta be strong all the time. You gotta be this, you gotta be that. And it's just like, and then man, you, you find can... yourself in a grocery store parking lot. <laughs> Right, and then you're just like ready to break down and just be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, those are real things. You know, I, um, I don't talk about it a lot either. But when, uh, before I got sick, I had PTSD really bad. I worked with, um, I think I talked to you about like my interest in gangster rap, and that came <laughs> that came from, um, I used to work with at-risk street kids all the time, and as part of my job and I did a lot of outreach work and I just worked with gang members who are just going in and out of prison. And I got involved at work with a lot of violence, like people literally showing up to shoot other people. And, you know, I didn't realize the damage that did to me to be around that till after I left that job and I couldn't, function normally like I was sort of crazy and it took in you know I went and saw got help for that and that but that PTSD is no no joke like and it's still like it'll rear its little ugly head on things and then I'm like why am I being so freaking weird and it's like oh that's what that is okay like chill out like quit taking it all like weird and stuff but it's it's a hard thing. And, th- and that's why I think with social media, it's just, it's hard to find, if you can find some true and authentic people, those are the people really that are worth following and paying attention to. And, you know, I do my own thing because I won't, I want to share that, but you know, it's, it's just a, it's a fabricated world for the most part. And if somebody isn't sharing both sides, then you know, it's not, real right yep yep you know and that's kind of a thing that i've struggled a little bit a little bit with as well you know like when i first got into kayak fishing and everything you know i was like all right you know where do i want to go with this how do i want to go about things and like i i got a gopro and everything and i've recorded myself a few times but you know i i haven't really posted a lot of stuff because i've got this whole thing about like my own self image in my mind <laughs> all i go is like oh my god i'm so fat i can't believe yes. this yes and i'm just like i'm looking at myself and i'm watching myself and i'm just like there's no way there's no way that i'm gonna post this on the internet you know because i'm just like i can't even stand to like look and watch myself sometimes so i'm like how are people gonna get like anything from this and i'm just like it's just this whole mental thing inside me that's just like you're not good enough for this no you're never gonna be no 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 (laughs) and it's hard it's hard to put it out there because people are so freaking judgy about it yes but in a way i gotta be honest like in a way i'm glad i'm sort of um older out of shape chick (laughs) (laughs) I don't get the harassment that someone who has a uh you know who's really good looking or whatever they get you know they get harassed a lot and get a lot of just disgusting things I don't get that because because you know but it's real and I I think that's terrible what happens with that. So, you know, yeah. in a way it's like a double-edged sword. Like we have lacked the self-confidence to try and put ourselves out there because we're worried that we don't look good enough or we're going to get judged. 
but you shouldn't just be yourself and put that out there. I'd be interested to watch your videos anytime, Susie. So just saying. Right. Well, I do have some footage of, um, it was a couple weeks ago and I was fishing, um, one of the brackets that wasn't broadcasted cause we couldn't have a host yeah. and, and, uh, <laughs> I forget that I'm being recorded sometimes. <laughs> so my dialogue is quite interesting sometimes. Um, and I also curse like a sailor too. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I try really hard not to, just because I know I'm going to have to, like, try and edit that out, you know, but. Right. And I mean, just like, sometimes I'll just, like, completely forget that I'm being recorded. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then like, oh, yeah, I'm totally on record right now. <laughs> Here, you get to my spot where I actually talk to my GoPro. Like, I'm like, I'm like GoPro, I got a fish, you know. <laughs> Wilson out here you know I need like to put a little face on it with some like twigs or whatever but <laughs> the the Wilson of a GoPro right be like Wilson <laughs> I'm like literally I catch myself I'm like I'm talking to my dang camera like what the world so. <laughs> right but yeah it's uh yeah it's definitely a challenging thing and like you know when I first started uh you know doing my podcast like I was nervous I was like super nervous and like it was a big um step for me because you know I'm I'm kind of I'm, I'm an introvert you know and sometimes like you know I, I'll feel like maybe I don't have enough to talk about what am I gonna talk about you know is this person gonna think I'm crazy you know I get that whole self internal struggle and everything I'm like okay after the first uh, couple of times I was like okay you know if I just talk fishing stuff you know it like flies by really quick you know and most of the time you know the conversations like I'll be worried about time or whatever and like next thing I know it's like over an hour and I'm like holy crap how did that happen <laughs> <laughs> You know, so, and, you know, sometimes it still is a struggle, especially if I have to do a solo episode, you know, because I'll sit there and I'll just be like, all right, what am I going to talk about? Am I going to be able to talk about it for long enough? Okay, what should I focus on? You know, it's, I still have, you know, these struggles with it and everything. And, you know, I, I don't really focus on, like, you know, making sure that my podcast is, like, the best out there or anything like that, you know, because that's not what it's really about right now what it's really about right now is you know and I'm still kind of figuring this out too you know is to get the exposure for the women in this sport you know I was like where am I gonna go with this and I'm like you know there's a lot of ladies out here who have all this talent and this drive and this passion you know and what better way to bring them to light than to bring them on the podcast you know so and if it goes from there hey it goes somewhere you know I think that's pretty awesome and there's a lot of really awesome lady anglers out there that definitely could use exposure it's hard to get get your voice heard period yes yes you know and I feel fortunate that I've been able to you know like talk to you I've talked to the dark waters podcast and uh, beers, kayaks, and I can't remember if it's kayaks, yeah. beers, and bass, or beers, bass, and kayaks. I know, I can never remember which oh. order that goes in, too, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, to have that uh, exposure, I feel very blessed to have been able to do some of that, and I don't know, I just, I think that's a worthy cause, it's, so. Awesome, awesome. Well, yeah, anyway, I think we've gotten a little 
away from our main topics here, but uh, I know you've been, well, yeah, but hey, that's how the podcast goes sometimes, you know, because that's how I roll. I'm just like, we'll just talk about whatever. But um, so you've been traveling a lot lately. So we met up at uh, Kentucky yeah. Lake there for quite a while, and then you drove back to Utah. And I then... should have never drove back to Utah. <laughs> right? I did it in like two days. I drove 37 hours in a 48-hour time period, oh, and then I got there, and I realized, like, I'm miserable here. I'm in house prison, in solitary confinement. I got nobody to talk to. I don't have a dog. This sucks. So, yeah, I think I left, like, a week later. <laughs> yeah, it went very long, and then I, like, saw your map, and I was just like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. going on a journey. And, you know, and then I saw, like, you were going through Illinois, and I'm like, Kate, you need to adjust this route here, honey. You need you need to come down. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to, though. I'm going to. And yeah. here's a, and, and before any of you out there social shame me about whatever with COVID, like, I'm very careful. I wear, you know, masks and do a lot of Hannah sanitizer. But essentially, I'm sort of like a kayak fishing hermit traveling around and I have just as much of exposure at gas stations and the grocery as I would at home. But my job right now is is remote because of the way the situation is with going to the office. The people that are going back to the office are getting sick, not necessarily at my office, but just in general. Yes. And, you know, this is a chance for me to try and take advantage of this and explore and, you know, still social distance and... But I need it for my sanity. Like, I will go insane sitting in my room 24 hours a day by myself in Utah. I just is a, a stark reality about that. So, yes, yeah, I, I just, can I can attest to that. You know, I mean, when things closed uh, March 17th here in Illinois, uh, they didn't open up uh, Banner Marsh until May 20 something. And, you know, that's a lake that's 15 minutes from where I live. The nearest lake that was open um, when they first started opening a couple of lakes was like an hour and a half away from me. So like in the springtime is always kind of like my transition period. I come out of my uh, seasonal affection disorder. We're coming out of winter. You know, I'm trying to come out of my rut because like the wintertime is like the absolute worst for me. Like you can ask Adam. He's just like, yeah, she's like. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but then springtime, you know, in summer, I'm finally back to my normal self, but then I just dread winter. But it just, it killed me to not be able to go to Banner. I just, like, I was just going insane, and, like, work was stressful. I had no outlet in any way, shape, or form, no. and just, it was, it was awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I used to have dogs and stuff, and my dogs passed away about a year ago, and... It's just so quiet. Like, you know, I won't hear another sound, another human being all day, and, except for just work stuff. And mm -hmm. it's just not the kind of existence that I want. And I feel like the COVID stuff is hard enough. And just dealing with my own stuff is hard enough. And I just, you know, no, I'm not going to live forever. And this is my chance. I'm, I'm going to be 50 in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know when am I gonna do it like when right. am I gonna go do this am I gonna wait I can't predict the future I can't say like you know 
couple years down the road that I could even do this. I don't know. Hopefully I can, but nobody knows what the future holds. And so I'm going to try and do the best I can while I have the opportunity to do it. And I'm sort of cannonballing into the unknown in the deep end. And it's, uh, it's definitely just even like the traveling, the going to tournaments and I, you know, and I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. I, at, maybe in the future we'll do something that's more like a truck camper kind of thing. Um, but I'm not, I'm not doing that right now because I'm not sure what I want. And I just think mm-hmm. going out and sort of testing the waters a little bit, I'll get a better idea of what, what it's like and what I want to do and how I want to do it without going and spending all the money. You know, I don't want to go buy a bunch of stuff and then, you know, regret that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And also finding what works for you too, you know, cause I mean, you know, yeah. Do you want to get like a big trailer camper? Do you want to get like a, a truck bed camper? Do you want to get like a little pop-up camper? Yeah. You know, there's, yeah, there's all these different options, you know, it's just like, well, what's going to work for you physically, feasibly, what's going to work for you physically, what's going to work for you, you know, vehicle wise, you know, what are you going to be able to tow? Like with the current vehicle that you have, you know, there's a lot of different factors to take into consideration. So I think also as part of it is just as being by yourself as a chick is a different experience altogether like there's a lot you gotta think about you know like it's like I pull into it well and plus there's all the COVID stuff makes it hard because sometimes you want to go to the rest areas and it's closed or you go to the rest area and it's a little sketchy so <laughs> I go in you know mm-hmm. but uh it's not easy and you know it's a learning curve definitely and and even like today like I went on that you know I fished at Lake Mille Lacs for a week and it was awesome I caught some awesome fish there yeah you did (laughs) I went through some of my lures you know I lost a few and stuff and then I realized like there's no bait and tackle store that carries some of this stuff locally like I go look and nobody everything's like supply is uh, the supply chains you know hard to come by things are delayed Mm -hmm. and I was really fortunate to be able to go by Omnia fishing and in outside of Minneapolis on my way down because I order stuff from them online I'm like do they have a retail store yeah and I went in there and they like picked it off the shelf I'm like here's here's a reel that I've been trying to find that I couldn't get or I couldn't get something shipped into me in time before I left and so I was able to at least stock up. And so it's like, now I realize like, if I'm going to do this, I need to have like a better reserve of tackle. Like I usually have like maybe two of one, two things. Like I would order like one thing, like one lure and I'll try it out. Well, if I like it and I lose it, I don't have like a backups. Back- I don't yep. have backups at all. Or I bring like one bag of something and then I burn through it and it's like, I can't find it anywhere. So I've learned my lesson on that. Like I I need some backups that I can bring with me if I'm going to travel and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, you know, also like, you know, if you know you're going to stay at like an Airbnb for a week or something like that and get the address beforehand, you know, maybe you could ask them, Hey, well, how do you guys do Like if I needed something shipped to the house, you know, I mean, He said they would, too. And they said, like, if you're going to be, know where you're going to be, like, even if, like, a hotel or something, we can Yeah, yeah, hotels will do it, too. you can pick it up or something like that. So that was good to find out. Like, there's some options out there 
for mm-hmm. for doing that kind of stuff. But it's definitely a learning curve and a new experience. And I don't know. I'm just sort of risking it all and just diving in the deep end and seeing what happens. Right. <laughs> I mean, gosh, you know, I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot of people that wish that they could be doing stuff like that. I mean, you know, I'm one of them, you know, I wish I had a job that would let me work remotely so I could just travel. Like that would just be freaking awesome. (laughs) But here's the thing, like my job right now is there's no, no, it's sort of optional to return if you can't stand being in your house, but there's a lot of limitations to go in the studio, but for most part, it's some work at home, and there's no end in sight to this, because things are spiking here and there, Yeah. and I want to be safe, you know, I've got a lot of um, health concerns, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get this thing, like, I just don't think it will be very good for me if I do, and I'm taking all the precautions that I can take, but, you know, so I have that ability. I don't really tell them necessarily, like I've told my boss, like sort of my itinerary, but I didn't tell them like, Hey, I'm going to go do this. Cause if I'm working from Utah or I'm working from Minnesota, who cares? I'm right. working. Okay. Right. I'm, yeah. What's the difference? You know, yeah. I'm working. You know, what does it matter which four walls are around me? Yep. You know? Yep, exactly. That's at least my theory. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, I assume they just assume I'll just stay where I am. But, and for most people that makes sense because they have kids and they got a family and, and I don't have those anchors. So I'm just trying to take advantage of being a free spirit in a way and test out that water so right yep exactly exactly you know awesome stuff well you know you had an awesome day of fishing at lake Millax, right where you caught I what was it <laughs> yeah you had how many inches in small mouth like 91 something Nine, 91. holy cow i know it's the most i've ever done but that- amazing what was your biggest smallmouth i'll show you <laughs> let's see i'll show it up to the camera here we go let's see is that that show it there we go holy mackerel look at that beauty i am not holding it close to the camera either by the way that is right next to my face uh, yeah it is that is a slob <laughs> Yeah, and it was so fat. It was so fat. Like, yeah, it was just chunky. It was just fat and chunky, and, like, there was nothing dainty about that fish. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun, and I'm sort of spoiled now. <laughs> right? Yeah, mm-hmm. after you come from, you know, something like that, then it's just like, like literally. Oh, like, wait, I, okay, wait, while we're talking, I'm going to try and just for reference, find a Utah smallmouth picture. <laughs> I know I've got one in here. Just, just give me a second here. I just got to find it. I know it's not as interesting when I'm, because we had this contest with the ladies group 
on smallmouth. Uh, that might be. No, those are those are sm those are small largemouth. I'm getting there. Hold on, hold on, Liz. <laughs> hold on. I I'm I hope I didn't delete them because they were so embarrassingly small. Shoot. Oh. This, all right. Just just for comparison's sake, this is what I usually catch in. Here, I can do it in Utah. Does that show it? You it see does how show, yeah. Well, I can't read the inch marks, but, yep, I can kind of see that it's a smaller one. Uh, that's nine inches. <laughs> and how long was that big one? Uh, 20.25, 20 or was what? it? What? Girl. But it was long. It was the width. Girl. <laughs> You've got me beat on my personal best smallmouth. Really? No way. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest smallmouth is 19 and three quarters. Hmm. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I caught oh my 20, 20. Yeah, the 20. And then was it 20 and a half or 22? I can't remember. It was 20 and a quarter or 20 and a half, but I'll have to look it up. But then I caught like three 18 and a halfs. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And they oh. fight so hard. And I caught a bunch of smaller like 15s and, and stuff. So 15 and a half or 15.75 and stuff. But still though, like, you know, I think my addiction and my attraction to smallmouth happens last year when I caught um, the big ones that I did at Lake St. Clair and then up in uh, Minocqua. You know, just just the coloring of them and just the way that they fight and just a little bit different techniques and uh, whatnot that you got to use the fish for them. It was just like, oh, I don't know what it is about them, but I'm just but the thing is, though, is I have to travel so far to go to fish for them because there aren't really many around here. I mean, there's some. And there's a little bit of river fishing that'll have them. But, like, you know, if I want some good, chunky smallmouth, I got to go up north for them. But you it, oh God, it's to, worth it. you got to schedule a trip to Lake Malax. But that place is yes. also huge. And apparently I was fishing for them an entirely different way than anybody else fishes for them, of course. Oh. Because I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. But, uh, yeah, they they... I talked to a guy today and he's like, yeah, most people like go out and they look for boulders and they drop shot or whatever. Um, because all these, you know, guys in like the elite bass series or whatever would catch them that way. Well, okay. I was like in two to four feet of water up in the emergent vegetation up in the reeds, throwing jackhammers and spinner baits. <laughs> and they're, they're like, what? You're throwing spinner baits and catching it. Yes, I was catching just jackhammers and spinner baits. That's all I did. And I just slayed them. Oh my God. And there's nobody, there's nobody fishing here where I was. There's nobody fishing this wee line. And I'm in my kayak and I'm looking over the edge and I'm just watching giant smallmouth plus giant oh. small women around me, you know? And I'm like, and I'd be like, darn it, they already see me. Because after they see me, the gig's up, you know? But, mm -hmm. but I was out where nobody would, was fishing because it, it was hot and the water had warmed up 
And you would think like, well, they'd go deep, but they weren't. They were just shallow and they were eating all the bait fish in there and just gorging themselves. And I'd throw my spinner bait just right up into the edge of the reeds and like in like in less than a second it'd be just bam oh my god oh that oh it's almost like top water because it's about two feet of water but you know it's not on top but (laughs) right oh my gosh that (laughs) it's crazy and like you know i would watch these guys in pontoon boats going out and I'd be there, like, with my little live stream holding up the thing, and I could see these old folks just like, oh. <laughs> you know, like what is going on? This, I'm, like, sitting in the reeds with my little pole. <laughs> so Right. But, you know, I bet you that that lake probably hasn't seen very many of the spinnerbaits, you know? It was probably something different to them, you know, because with the elites going there and fishing that technique, you know, that's probably what they see all the yeah, time. Yeah, does like drop shot and finesse and Ned rigs and they're out deep looking for these things on these looking for them on reefs and mm-hmm. on boulders and they totally were these huge fish just you know up in the reeds just doing their thing you know so right I mean and you know it, it also shows a lot about you know how much you've learned just to like see that and you know learn from that I don't and- know if it's that learning or if we're just I was lazy and didn't feel like paddling <laughs> five miles out to somewhere. No, but I really thought really came from um, part of that from T- Kentucky Lake. Because in Kentucky Lake, we kept thinking like it's summer, they're going to be out deep, they're going to be out on ledges, and they weren't. They were very shallow. They were mm-hmm. sometimes on riprap or they were up in little bushes and stuff. So when I went out there, I thought, well, maybe like this is just as sort of similar maybe things are sort of weird and late here so maybe there are like some up shallow or maybe they're just finishing spawn and or maybe they're just coming you know coming up and eating shallow and some most of the places I fish with reeds have like a a little drop-off nearby like there it would have a drop-off so they'd have like a they could go sit in the shade of some vegetation down there and sort of cool off and then come up and like eat their buffet and then go back down so, so but Kate Field the expert here listen to you <laughs> <laughs> no that's my Kate but yeah they were in there for the, the there's this place I called the perch palace because <laughs> I got up there and it was full of perch like I thought this has so much perch in it. How can there not be things coming in here to eat them? And there were, there was, you know, the smallies were coming in there, the pike and the walleyes, and they were just gorging themselves on poor little perch palace. But <laughs> Right. But, you know, that that's such a unique thing that you found, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you saw the bait fish in there and, you know, you put things together. You're like, okay, this makes sense. You know, they're coming up to feed, you know, this is a spot where they have access to shade or access to grass. And then when they want to go deep, they can go deep again. So, I mean, it's it's so awesome to see, you know, people learn and people put it together and just like, you know, hearing people talk about stuff like that just like makes me all it just makes my heart so happy because it's just like look at that you know look at it (laughs) and on new water too so 
Right. It worked out. It worked out. So I was very fortunate to find, find that, you know, and I didn't, it was so hot. I didn't want to go paddle out, out in the middle of those places anyways, too far. But, mm-hmm. but there's, and I, I think that's, if anything I've taken away from doing like all these Hobie BOS things is that it isn't the lake, what you read about isn't necessarily what happens. You know what I mean? Like you, every video I'd watch about Kentucky Lake, they talk about a certain way of fishing and it didn't fish like that at all. Mm-hmm. And I would say same with Lake Fork, same with Seminole. Same with Malax. If you watch any video on Malax, it's all different than that. So I think there's a lot of ways to catch them. I just got to try and be more efficient at trying to break down the water and figure out what I'm doing. But it's hard when it's the first time, right? Like yes. I'm here at the Mississippi River. I literally fished in lily pads for the first time two days ago. <laughs> like I never seen them before. We don't. Um, and I don't know what to really do in there, but I tried and there's a lot of lily pad. There's a lot of different things here that I have. It's like, to me, like, uh, I, I was telling a, a friend here that Kentucky Lake was like going to Mars for me, but this is like Jupiter. <laughs> like, like each one is so different. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to compartmentalize it because it's just, such an extreme learning curve to come to something that not only is massive and you maybe have never been there, but it's like something you've never done. It's like a whole different thing that you've never experienced fishing. So it's, it just, it's a, a steep learning curve. And for me, the challenge is just not to get too freaked out about it, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. But. Or to get overwhelmed, you know, because I mean, that's, that's so easy to do, especially when you're still. Well, like I said, I learned my lesson at Kentucky Lake with my breakdown in the parking lot. So. <laughs> well, hey, that's what friends are for, right? <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Anytime. Like I said, you know, I'm always here and always a phone call away. But uh, speaking of uh, Hobie Bass Open, so uh, you're up in La Crosse, Wisconsin, right, this week Mm -hmm. to pre-fish for Mm -hmm. the Bass Open Series this weekend. So uh, you haven't scouted anything yet, though, have you? No. No, yeah, you just got in today, (laughs) so. looked at maps and stuff, and to be honest, I sort of gave up because it's so huge. And when I drove over mm-hmm. here, I was like, what in the world have I gotten myself into? <laughs> like, I don't know. So I'm going to try and just go with stuff I feel comfortable with and try and find a place that matches that and just mm-hmm. sort of float around and try and figure it out. And I don't have big expectations beyond that. Like, I want to do really well, but I mean, come on, I'm fishing on Jupiter like, let's just try not to, like, die. <laughs> just, let's just survive Jupiter and anything else is bonus. But it's just a lot. It's a lot to take on. And I try not to be unrealistic about it. But, you know, well, just Mr. Guillermo and, you know, and Christine, they'll do really well. So I'm excited for them because I think they're going to smash it and do really well. But I'm just going to try and, like, not get in the way and do my thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not well, ask too 
stupid you're, question. You're also going to be throwing the frog for the first time, right? Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just put line on my new reel, and I don't know. I'll try it. We'll see what happens. Oh, God. Kate, I, oh, my God. I, I hope, I, I cannot wait for that phone call from you when you get that first frog bite. You, you are just, or that, just that topwater bite. Like, I'll be I, like this. I'll be live streaming. I'll be like, hi, I, it ate my frog and I don't know how to get it out of its mouth. <laughs> I don't know what to do. But. Right, but just just top water is my Stop absolute favorite. How do I get it out? <laughs> but top water is my absolute favorite time of the year. I've and, never and had a top water bite, Susie. Oh, Kate, okay. uh, I've never had a top water bite. I've never caught a top water fish. Oh, so. oh, oh, oh! You, you, I know. <laughs> going to happen this so week now it is you know. going to happen like it your is. mind is just going to be blown when you have that blow up or even if they hit it or not when that fish comes up and blows up on the water at that front you are just gonna be like oh! <laughs> i hope i you've got to record it too i just i oh i'm so like looking forward to seeing this like you have no idea because i'm just oh. like oh i can't wait to see her all right well, to this. i'll try my best not to disappoint <laughs> <laughs> i have a feeling what's gonna happen is it's gonna be like oh shoot it's really stuck back there in these weeds how do i get this out of there yeah. <laughs> and then it's like and then it's endless videos of me pulling weeds out of my pedal drive or trying to yeah. paddle native, so. <laughs> yeah, that, that can be a little bit of a hindrance when it comes to fishing weeds and pads and stuff like that. But that top water blow up and bite, oh, it's worth it. It's so worth it. <laughs> I'll look, I'm, I'll try. I'll try my best. <laughs> well, you are going to have an awesome time. And I know you're going to do well. And I'm so looking forward to your updates throughout the week and uh, your experiences. Um, what, uh, what plans do you have after this? Uh, what other travels are you, uh, I'm to Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. I have, uh, my sister and my nephews are in Ohio and Columbus. So I'm going to go spend some time with them, do some family stuff, celebrate the big five zero. And, uh, yeah. Ponder my mortality. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to try and, and fish. There's um, Alum Creek. Alum Creek. There's some, apparently, some good bass lakes in Ohio. So I'm going to try and find some of those to fish. I'm almost done with my 250 days. So I saw that. You're getting really I close. I know. Five days. Five fishing days. So, so but um, we're going to go up to around Lake Erie and Sandusky. So I might get to fish Erie for maybe a you know part of a day or something like that we'll see I'm doing the KBBT tournament oh, on yeah. the exact same time as the Hobie oh. <laughs> so if I do really well in the Hobie and the KBBT I may be fishing on Lake Erie for the next round so I don't 
I don't know. We'll see. That's a tall order to like go there without pre-fishing and try and find fish, but it's the best I can do. So I'll do that. And then, uh, and then it's Texas. Texas. Woo. Yeah. I'm going to go see Miss Sharon, Miss Carol. (laughs) I'm so jealous. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm going to do sort of my plan right now is to, do it a month at a time. The United States Postal Service will only hold my mail for a month. Aww. <laughs> I know. You can forward it somewhere, but I got nowhere to forward it to. So uh, uh, gotcha. I'm going to travel around and go back to Utah, get my mail, flush the toilets, check the hot water, <laughs> and then leave again and go somewhere else. And so I'll be doing different trips, you know, so I'm sure we'll hook up at some point and go fishing. So. I know it'll be fun. I know I'm so looking forward to it. Like, and I I really hope you can make it up to uh, Wisconsin for the salmon tournament because that, that is. I love I love catching salmon, and it's been so long. Like I told you, like it's been twenty something years for me. So probably more than that, but right. I miss that. I miss oh. that. A- yeah, it's it is so much fun because like all you have to do is just troll for them. You know that time of year they're just so aggressive. It doesn't matter what you've got trolling behind you as long as you got good hooks on them. Oh man, oh and there's just oh just that fight and the way they drag you around is just oh yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, love it. Right, I know passion for this sport, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, um, let's see here. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to cover. Um, For those who are wanting to follow you, excuse me, what's your your social media outlets that uh, people can follow you at? Pretty much uh, Kate Fishing on YouTube and uh, Catherine underscore Field on Instagram is pretty much it. I have a Facebook, but I'm sort of picky. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's my personal Facebook. So, yeah, but the public ones are mainly uh, those two. So, Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah definitely uh, take a look on there, and I'll link uh, those uh, social media handles here on uh, this podcast episode where you guys can click and follow and uh yeah so uh at this time i don't have anything else uh what about you got it oh i appreciate it if i'm gonna say anything else it's just you guys you know uh just don't give up on what you're doing you know just think positive try and improve yourself each day and cut yourself a little slack you know don't don't get too down just try and look for a little positivity positivity and go out there and do it and you know, don't be afraid to just try and fail. You're going to fail. It's like, it's not always going to be easy. But, you know, like, if you look back, like, if I look back to where I was a year ago when I decided I was going to fish 250 days in a year, like, I you, I would have never thought I'm doing what I'm doing now. In my wildest dreams, I would have never thought that. I had zero comprehension of or intention of traveling around and doing these giant tournaments and going fishing Tennessee or whatever. (laughs) Like I was just like, I just want to fish in Utah. And you know, if you just do it day after day and just work on, you know, doing what you love and improving and like you just, 
you never know where you're going to end up. And so just, you know, don't give up on that because over time, each little step, it all adds up, you know, and who knows where I'll be in a year or two from now. Hopefully I'll be a lot better, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm definitely going to fish a lot of water and have fun doing it. So if you, you know, I just think it's worth it. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, those are some awesome wise words from Miss Kate Field to take to heart there. So thanks again, Kate, for coming on the podcast today and uh, definitely had some awesome conversation with you today. And uh, to everybody. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Come here. Oh, hey, oh. wait. We got to end it with the Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Hold the phone. <laughs> A lot. A lot. Yeah. So we're going to just have to fish together somewhere else. Yes. yes. This house is not the same without you, Sue. It isn't. We got Jay Wallen, Kurt Smith, Jody Queen, RJ Hoover, Guillermo, myself, and Kate. I don't even know half these people. What? Oh. <laughs> Wait, this is all a shock to me. Yeah. Man. I, I feel like I'm now. a little leaguer at an all star game. This is. <laughs> Fitting great. She freaking is killing the game right now. Awesome. Here we are talking about not getting like too freaked out. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, cannonball in the deep end. Whatever. I got this. I'm gonna frog my way to first place. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Make maybe next year. But, you know, got to start somewhere. That's right. I was telling her I saw my first lily pads two days ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty freaking exciting. <laughs> I didn't catch a fish, but I caught a fish next to it, in next to it, in the reeds next to lily pads. Yeah, there are a lot of pike and dogfin in here that like frogs, too. Dogfin? Dogfish? Dog what fish? is that? What is that? I don't know. It's a freaking they, dark. Is it dog what is it? Is it bowfin or dogfish? Yeah. Like what? Bowfin. With, like, bowfin? Teeth? Well, they they've got some they've got some teeth in there. Kate, you need grips. I just know it. Yeah, I'm excited. It's I'm just gonna try and have fun and figure it out, and maybe I'll surprise somebody. Probably surprise myself. Okay. As long as I don't cry in the parking lot, it's a win. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Susie. I appreciate it. All right.
Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 to save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.